This is Three in the Pink. You know podcasts? This is one of those. I'm Gemma Hatherill. I'm Roma Vuk. I'm Apsi Watana. Too late. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey girls. Hey girls. Hey. Hey girls. This is the fat ass five foot three squad. I'm five foot four, bitch. I'm five foot three Girl. and three quarters. That makes it sound like the that. ass itself is five foot three. <laughs> well, yes. it, around. Okay. It is. Oh, yeah. Around the outside. Have you ever measured your ass? No, uh, but anytime I have, it's ended up with me crying in a pillow. Oh, no. <laughs> I've often wondered what it would be like, but I've always been curious about the weight of my breasts. Mm-hmm. Or just like, ugh, just dunk them on you a, yeah. a wing. You can weigh them. I could do that. Yeah. That's pause. Well, like, my, my butt is approximately like, it's like three hands full per butt cheek. Nice. Yeah. So that it, it needs a good, like, three. You're a reverse Taylor Swift. Because <laughs> <laughs> hers is. Minus. You have to take ass. three hands. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you, no. It's like, yeah, it's like if you, it's like a black hole. Abyss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll swallow three hands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's like the upside sense. down. Mm. Upside down with butts. <laughs> yes. Um, so that brings us nicely onto our first. <laughs> Our first topic of conversation. Which is obviously Israel. (laughs) Brings us nicely on to Israel. Speaking of fascism. (laughs) Genocide. Yeah, so we're only going to touch on it briefly, I think. um, Because there's there's not many jokes that you can really make about genocide. Overwhelm people with all of our knowledge about it. Yeah, because we're super knowledgeable. Because we are experts. Yeah. I mean, you guys joke. I have. <laughs> I worked. Yeah, yeah. Full disclosure: I worked in Palestine for a summer, a couple of years ago. Anti-Semite. Please don't say that. I'm going to edit that out of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Classic fascism. Uh, so President Trump has said that Jerusalem is like. President Trump. Uh, President Trump. Baby. He's like, well, 40, he is like. What is, what is he? Forty. Are we talking about his age? Because he's like no, 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 his number. 40, his president's oh, number. President. 46, I believe. 47. I don't know. Uh-oh. But he's a Zionist anyway. Anyway. So he's a cunt. Yeah. Uh, so he's basically said that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, to be he's honest. He's moving the embassy. Yeah, he's moving the embassy. Sick. But I don't know, I mean, a lot of people <laughs> think... Baller move. Yeah. Baller move. <laughs> the problem that I have is that I think a lot of people think this is like a watershed moment mm. in politics of the Middle East. And in actual fact, I don't think that it is at all because America has essentially fully funded Israel from start to end because it benefits all of the Western nations and their politicians to have the Middle East unstable. Yeah. And so... While I think that this is essentially him just like not justifying it, but he's he's now sort of tacitly no, not even tacitly. He's just fully now supporting mm-hmm. the genocide of the Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. He's supporting the apartheid state of Israel uh, in a kind of full, complicit way. But I actually don't think that it's going to change anything because no. what could be changed? Like he's they're already giving all their yeah. fucking money to them anyway. I don't think it's going to change anything. He's just explicitly verbalized yeah. what's always I mean, been the case. The role, the like the supposed role of America as the mediator, like the international mm, media, yeah. is a fucking joke anyway. No. So at least they're laying their yeah. um, bias yeah. out. But it, it does rile me that you like, have all of these sort of like British media outlets who are so scandalized by mm. this, and as though mm. we. In this country and in other Euro- European countries, aren't also tacitly enabling 
this to happen in yeah. the Middle East as though the UN doesn't know full well that it's happening yeah. and they're paying to like pave some roads. Mm. Well, how come Any... pa Palestinians still have to drive on separate roads to Israelis, but the UN's paying for those roads. Like mm. they're essentially paying for the apartheid. Mm -hmm. So I think, I just think it's fucking rich for anyone to act as though what our government is in any position to have a problem with this. Our media mm. outlets are in any position to have a problem with this. Weird. The way that they report it is so skewed. And now they're going to act like they're all mad because Donald Trump has said something. Well, you've been doing it the whole fucking time. It, so it, it just fucks me off it to it be honest. Mm. And, and that's that's how I feel about it. It's a lot of um, a lot of the writing journalism. <clears throat> I use that word optimistically yeah. around it is around the decision um, is describing keeps detailing like the international community is very angry at Mr. Trump and the UN. They're fucking won't not stand for it. What the fuck have they been letting happen? The way yeah. that we frame this is as a two-party dispute. Or we need like a an equal like both parties are equally wrong and we just need to come to a solution. Like fuck no, there's a fucking yeah. genocide. No, I Israel know. is at a this, military at this point, ethno like, state. At yeah. this point, like <laughs> Donald Trump coming out with certain statements or retweeting certain things, it's just like bad PR. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's not he's not saying anything new or anything um the, revel it's 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 not news because yeah. this shit has been the case can for I, so long. maybe there's a thing we can talk about i don't know if it's we can cut spell uh, about like uh you know he retweeted the fascist yeah i was thing. thinking about oh, that yeah. yeah so is that i mean like so donald trump doing anything yeah donald, donald trump Trump's making Twitter statements feet. he he's he's um it's kind of like when he did the, had the muslim ban as well the travel ban mm. it wasn't new it was just that he was verbalizing yeah. and explicitly stating things that have that his administration and previous uh, presidential administrations like the um, even in the Obama only era that order still... because Obama exactly. the foundations yeah. of immigration yeah. policy to the extent that, that um, and it's not um, like the United States was letting people from fucking Libya in in yeah. their drones. It's, it's just like people act so outraged whenever fucking Trump says or does anything, but yeah. it's it's. We, first of like, all, we know his person. We he know this shit, things. and already we know that he's a Zionist. It's just that his personality is such that he's very brash. Yeah. That people can act really outraged when like, he say, yeah. says these things. This is the only positive thing that I can possibly see as coming from mm. this is that people are so outraged purely by this news coming from Donald Trump, mm. and everyone hating Donald Trump so blindly mm. that people are then going to get pissed off about Israel. Mm. Maybe mm. that'll happen. Mm. Or maybe they'll just be pissed it off about does. Trump. Because mm. I feel like it's it's about him, really. Mm. It's about, like, the politics of the person. It's not about what's actually going on. Because, to be honest, if anyone actually yeah. gave a shit about what was going on in the Middle East, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, wouldn't yeah. be sitting here 70 years later still like, oh, mm. a two-state solution. <laughs> well, you don't get to yeah. just steal someone's country and then demand that someone else creates a solution for you. Like, mm. it is a genocide. It is an ethno-state. It's an apartheid. And... Everything that our country is doing means that we're like yeah. tacitly supporting that yeah, right now until around. anyone makes a stand. Like you know, that is one of the few things that the, 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 I remember when the the Trump uh, election was happening. The left was often like mm. uh, the left had positioned themselves as the or, liberals. The lib the... yeah, the liberals had kind of offered the solution, not the solution, but they'd said maybe one of the good things from this is that it can act as a catalyst for like actual political acceleration yeah 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 and like i don't know is, is there some truth in that people are going to die in the process accelerationism <laughs> is a really like uh it's like what zizek famously mm. was espousing mm. that he would rather rather vote for trump in yeah. a sense some people have become radicalized some people on the liberal left have realized the failings 
of the left or or the Democratic Party, mm. centre left basically, um, and the the responsibility of that that we all have for creating a situation like Trump and that Trump is a result of forty years of mm. like grueling neoliberalism mm. on a on a deindustrialized population. So um, in some ways, some people have become radicalised, but there is a huge ideolo- ideological shift that needs to happen that is a lot harder to have than it is to point at Trump and look at what a like boorish monster he It'll is. Be like, well, and, he has know, tiny hands. Yeah, and to make fun of the way he looks. Or he's such a unapologetic... Uh, like barnacle, <laughs> like, you know, like in terms of such an obvious symptom, yeah, like the gross, the gross. He's the barnacle, and, and the the politics as a greater whole is the whale. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the barnacle and the whale. No, I'm, that's actually the wrong word because I meant that he's like the symptom. Obviously, Trump is a symptom. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, this he's nothing depresses me more. He's like a he. A rash. He is the... He's, he's the, the whale's sea. butthole. No, he's the whale and the sea is capitalism. No. No. Yes. no. Who cares? We'll sort this analogy Drop out the analogy. for the next episode. I, um, um, I won't. I'll just edit out all the times that you called me an anti semite And that is real. Peace. I think the listeners can decide for themselves. <laughs> you are. I'm an anti-Zionist, not an anti-Semite. No. Yeah. Word. Um, so everyone that's ever called me an anti-Semite on the internet, just to clarify, mm. you stupid. Um, but nothing depresses me more than uh, people's response to Trump and mm. their despair being funneled into this wish that Obama, that we could have Obama back. Yeah. And then we could just have another clean basketball playing, like, groovy cool president guy <laughs> who deported more smooth, people than any other American yeah. president. With a smooth voice. And laid all of the foundations for what's happening right now. Mm, the left yeah. has no fucking identity, in America oh, yeah. especially. Yeah. But you ca- it isn't enough to resist, to just resist. It isn't enough to just oppose or be offended. You have to have an ideology. You have to yeah. have something that you believe in. You have to organise around some principles that yeah. aren't just general fairness or yeah. you can't your whole politics can't Trump. just be yeah opposition yeah. to that's Trump. why the hashtag resistance is such bullshit yeah you can't uh, just resist that isn't politics yeah like politics is about <laughs> yeah we can cut that but like when i was yesterday and talking about like quote about the politics being about the allocation of resources yeah being like it's that quote i think about that quote every night which is true i do think yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. politics isn't about what tv you watch it's not no. about what media you watch it's not about how diverse your Spotify playlist is. Mm, it's yeah. about the fucking allocation of resources. It's about yeah. power. It should be a fucking fight. There are people at the top who yeah. want to take shit from you. Yeah. Who, mm. It's like, we're in a class war. I'm yeah. really... It's not I'm like a... it's not like a tweet and a hashtag no. and like, mm. hashtag feminist. Mm. Like, no. feminist as fuck. Yeah. On a t-shirt or whatever. Which leads and on dare to... I say, it's not nope on a necklace, even though I do love our nope necklaces. Yeah, no, yes. it's not. I, yeah. <laughs> That's just yeah. my personal. They're cute. They're, They're cute. cute. A selfie necklace, I mean, you know. Yeah. We can sit with us. Yeah. <laughs> Girl power. Girls to the front. Um. If you, if you're <laughs> that, what if there's the girl, that girl, actually Taylor Swift? We can talk about Trump retweeting the, Britain first. Yeah. This oh. week, I mean, everyone always, always, obviously wants to be like scandalized about that in Britain, as though you didn't fucking know that Britain first has been here the whole time. Yeah. Like, if you actually gave a shit about Britain first existing and their politics then why is it taken until now to the point where they have the publicity that they can connect with Donald Trump? It's not surprising. I don't know why why it seemed so shocking or alarming to people. Like, 
it's just, just dumb it's just bad Muslims. like of it's, course they're all gonna be like on the same yeah, like it. mass text group or something <laughs> they've they probably got a whatsapp <laughs> chat <laughs> i mean it's just bad pr it's i mean just it, there is the, one of the one of the like the surrounding issues is that it was gonna there's a protest to have um trump not be allowed to do the state visit or whatever yeah um, yeah the big one of the big furor for i don't say that word um for all for furor. that's like my Comfy chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main, all the faff surrounding faff was about. Um, That's a technical. Term. Was about uh, uh, Theresa May not really condemning vociferously enough. Mm. She was holding his hand. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. He's very, I don't know. I think he grabbed her hand because no. apparently she didn't make Apparently it's stop. because he's scared yeah. of steps. <laughs> and he grabbed her hand. It? Yeah. He grabbed her hand because they're walking down the steps. And if you look at the clip, look at the clip. It's actually very I know brief. she's a woman, but it's he... so emasculating because she's just like, Mummy, I'm scared of Mummy. Mummy. Oh. how clammy McDonald's oh. hands just oh. <laughs> with a film of Big Mac green oh. side over it. Did you see that his food? Is, I think someone leaked or something. His like Baby what he eats food. in a day. Just like four Big Macs, KFC. Oh. I'll find. I'll pull it up for you. You someone... think he would have like surf and turf every day? Yeah, I don't know why he's alive. He's a. Well, hopefully not for long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how old is he? Seventy-two, I think. Uh, yeah. Fun story about Britain first. Oh. Is that oh, on yes. my twenty-fifth birthday, me and Apsy and our friend Emily uh, got <laughs> shout out shout girl. Out. Hey girl. Um, we all got chased out of Ramsgate by the leader of Britain First and his wife and some other Do people. Do you know you were white first? I mean, you're white and sorry, but you are. No, yeah. Emily, and, and Emily got called an Oriental. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were, there was a big group of us. We'd been to like we'd been to like an experimental uh, music festival on the beach, and then the after party was in a Belgian pub uh, on the seafront in Ramsgate. And then somebody in the sort of we, we knew one of the bands that was playing from Glasgow, and so I think as a girl, a girlfriend of one of the guys in the bands was like, "Oh, that's from Britain First or maybe Emily had mentioned it. This is Emily... Tom. He's from Britain First <laughs> done a documentary about them before yeah and she mentioned it and so this girl got all like riled up we were all pissed obviously yeah. like well like angry or drunk drunk oh, yeah. uh, and then she went over and started like mouthing off to the leader of britain first it was so it was, like, it no, no 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 yeah, this girl this white girl and it was really like it i see so i could see that she had good intentions but i remember girl, just but also there was like you. loads of like women of color in the group know, but like, it's like you, you don't doing? get to make like there was like two you're white just women in the group yeah you don't get to just decide for like all of these other women that you're gonna go and put mm-hmm. all of us in this situation together. Obviously, I'm white, yeah, but there was only two white it's, girls. It's, so it's like, it's, thank Jesus. But like, <laughs> don't like drag us all into this scenario. Like, to what end? Yeah. To well, what two end? guys. Two guys got punched to the ground in our group. Yeah. And everybody's uh, like, I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue. Because he's American. <laughs> he's American. <laughs> I'm going to sue that. Sir. And so this then, is unacceptable, sir. Yeah, so we all started like walking down the road and then some guy in their group was like talking to us and kind of like kept talking to us and followed us basically the whole way down the street. And for some reason, this fucking guy was like, in our group, was still engaging with him the whole time. Because he's dumb. Because he's dumb. And Emily the whole time was saying, was trying this to This guy is him. in Britain first, like he's Leave one of their him. PR yeah. people or yeah. something. And so then 
as soon as we realized he was in Britain first and we said something, like, we basically all had to, like, start running. Because it turns out a bunch of them were just following us down the street mm-hmm. in Ramsgate. So we had to sort of, like, run into the run into the hills. Yes! Basically, <laughs> we ended up having to walk, like, an hour home yeah. through some, like, to, fields like, back to this hotel. And oh, then we, so we and were watching Jamie... And then we Jamie, watched 15-minute Jamie... meals with Jamie <laughs> Oliver. Oh, that is the worst part of the story. And we're, like, <laughs> smoking so in this, like, shitty so hotel <laughs> room, watching Jamie Oliver 15-minute meals, talking about how the mise-en-place means that he's cheating. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, this is... You've pre-chopped your vegetables, man. That was a bunch of Nazis back there, and you got us all involved in that shit. Yeah. Anyway, oh, if you were the guys yeah. that we've just thrown shade on, you fucking deserve it. Yeah. You get it. You stupid. You burn in hell, which is watching Jamie Oliver. Anyway, so that brings us nicely. (laughs) That little (laughs) anecdote brings us nicely onto the next topic of conversation. From last year's person of the year to this year's timeline. What was last last year's person of the year? Donald Donald Trump. Trump. Oh, he He was the person of the year. And they were like, it's not necessarily the best person of the year, just the most influential. Because he won the election. Fair and square. Donald Duck. magazine's got some shit to answer for. And again, they do. I think do. they are answering it. I believe he is the number two person. This year, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Hitler was one of them After once. The... Mein Führer. <laughs> <laughs> mein Kampf teacher. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, I'm sure he was a really big deal when he was around. You know who I'm so thankful for in this whole movement? Of Me. women supporting other women. Women got to stick together. It's a uh, she of squad goals. It's Taylor Swift. Oh, queen. Ultimate squad goals. Yes, goals. Goals. I, I wish my squad I look were all her. six foot tall and white and blonde and had yeah. no asses. Yeah, and then, I, you know what? I and then there's Lena Dunham in there just to kind of. Um, <sighs> what does she she's do? So rich and privileged. You know what? I look at all of them. The she's not a supermodel. I look at them all and I just get all the feels. Mm. <laughs> now we get Singing the Ryan Adams cover version. Yes. It's like girls gotta stick together, but sometimes not because you're mean. So to 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 anchor this, Time magazine released a their person of the year, which was actually grammatically incorrect because it was it was people of the year. Peeps. Which isn't the name of the prize time. But it includes me, so I'm technically I'm a person. I'm a person of the year. The Time magazine is literally like a like it's the guy on the internet like supporting women. He's like, ladies, if anybody needs like some support right now, I'm like I'm here for you. Like I don't know I don't know how I can offer the support, but I'm like theoretically doing that. Yeah. Did you see that tweet? I don't no, know. I'm, I'm, here to, you, I'm here to support women. I sent you that tweet. I can't remember who it's it like was. It's like they literally though, did. The they were like, it's all women. The person said, of the yeah, year is women. I, said, <laughs> that's what it's it like, I mean, it's about time. It's, like like, it's about time it's, time. I sent, that, I, sent you, I sent you that tweet, didn't I? I don't remember who it was, but the guy who was like, I support all of the women who came out during the hashtag MeToo campaign, <laughs> yeah. including the ones who accused oh me. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that really... Is that an admittance of guilt? Yeah. Also, like, maybe that's probably the best thing you can say. Like, like, before someone accuses you, I support you you accusing me of rape. (laughs) Have a prize. (laughs) Cool. Just like. Doesn't appear as women. (laughs) It is. No, that's kind of what they did. They were like, "Mm, who do we pick? Like, everyone's kind of. Everyone. And then it's just. (laughs) They put five on the cover and ethnically diverse. Yeah, well, I I just don't understand why Taylor Swift was the sort of blonde white woman of choice that they had to put on the front cover. Taylor Swift 
Athlete Taylor Swift doesn't there. like st- stand up for she's anyone the unless she's a girl of the alt right, and she yeah, hasn't she doesn't come do out anyone said, a favor. Like, Could you not do that? Yeah, she'll not do anyone a favor. She hasn't said shit about Donald Trump. She's only directly addressed her her situation, which was she countersued somebody who sued her. It's she's on that because she released the best album of the year. <laughs> It's just about? a little bit weird that she's apolitical because I feel like her PR team could capitalize on that. <laughs> because like, since, since all the other fucking pop stars do, mm. well, do so, so successfully. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's what we were so saying easy. last week about being apolitical. Is there's no such thing as being apolitical. No. If you're apolitical, you're then political, you're, but you're yeah. just on the wrong Trotsky. side. You might not care about politics, but politics cares about you. <laughs> Trotsky said you that. Can't, you can't. Yeah, Trotsky. you Trot along. <laughs> Trot you can't just. <laughs> You don't get to be a super rich white person and no, say that you're not no. political because your existence is inherently political. Yeah. And you're going to be on the front page of Time magazine as the person of the year. You don't still get to the be. Only time you don't know. get to. You don't get to remove yourself from yeah. that narrative. She's, <laughs> Girl. She's also got a horrible habit of um, utilizing her huge wealth and power and legal team to to yeah. suffocate any mm. um, any 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 press thing that makes her look negative. The only time she, is, does she was actually... doing that then, and yeah. she was weaponizing mm. moderate feminism mm. to in order to to um, quash mm-hmm. someone um, yeah. a, a defamator a suing. The only time that she would actually yeah. bring up um, some kind of feminist idea is when uh, someone is like a bit mean to her she's like excuse me I know girls because she's together it's like it's like when um, when Nicki Minaj I love other women and it, it was oh like God, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj Nosh. thing and she was like excuse me and then Nicki was like it's not about you <laughs> when Nicki Minaj was angry, she was. was angry that she didn't get Nicki Minaj didn't get oh, nomination yeah. for video mm. of the year mm. and it was all white women. Nicki Minaj pointed out that it was all white women and she was like, "Hmm, where are all the black women um, in the video of the year?" Because yeah. I think Taylor, Taylor Swift was up there for fucking like yeah. shaking. And then she got personally. Offended. And then Taylor Swift was like, um, "I think this is like really uncool. Like women should support each other. Like maybe one of the men took your slot instead of one of the white people." And Nicki Minaj was like, "Bitch, it's not about you." you know? <laughs> Nikki was good. Blairites was good. I mean, we know... (laughs) She also did the whole... She pulled all that shit with Kanye West where she acted like she didn't know that song was coming out. And she, like, victimised herself Mm. in, you know, she kind of pitted herself against what is seen as like an angry black man sexualizing her when she was fully complicit and knew all about it. Like, that's so dangerous in this society to be like... Making black men look no. violent and like she sexual. She thrust like, herself into that, that narrative, and that then was like, "It's yeah. is the best thing that's ever no. fucking happened to her career." Yeah. Because before that, she I made that, that bitch wimpy. famous. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He fucking did. I know everyone's like, "Well, the song is misogynistic." <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Number she one, is a bitch. She and he did, did he make did her make famous. Her. <laughs> he did fucking make. She made herself famous yeah. off the back of something mm. that he did. Yeah. Is how I always read yeah. that line. Um, and everyone, no one. <laughs> Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Before that, she was just, like, she was the pop, like, she wrote, like, shitty country music. She was successful, but she didn't have any um, cultural weight mm-hmm. to yeah. She didn't have any credibility. And then she started capitalising on... You sent me... A, while, a few months ago, actually, sent me an article that detailed her, like, career It was long, receipts. Yeah. It was receipts. Endless receipts. Career-long uh, instances of her... 
victim, victim yeah. Oh yeah, I read that. Mm, yeah, yeah. That was that was long. That was and it was good. It was long. It was long. It was long. It took me a but it ripped her to shreds. Yeah, I was in the train reading it as well. I was like, yeah. Shout out to for like, damn. Bang 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 bang. It was juicy. It what it is. It 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 speaks to this. Um, the only way that a certain type of person can view feminism, uh, which is through personal victimhood uh, and suffering and uh, confusing a socio-political fight for um, a sense of like personal hurt uh, and woundedness uh, and a sense that the world's unfair, yeah. not because there's huge systematic inequality, but because somebody was mean to you once uh, or your boyfriend dumped you. Uh, and, <laughs> and like, um, what's it called when you like... You sling your wagon. What's it called? <laughs> Sorry, what? You know when you, you like we, you podcasting in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> you know when wagon wheel. Yeah, when you sling your issue to a, a wider issue, when you're <laughs> something like hitching your wagon to. Something. Oh right, hitch your, yeah, hitching your wagon. Hitching your when wagon. you hitch your your personal sense of victimhood to oh. something to a political fight, you undermine the whole political mm. vibe. But she isn't alone in this. This mm, is no. she's a very as that piece that we will she's link really skilled to skilled at it. We'll link to the piece because yeah. it's quite good. Yeah. But what it shows is she's a very skilled media media manipulator. Or she has mm. a really good team. Mm. She might be done as fuck. Yeah. But she's I don't I mean, believe she's been at it since she was a kid, so she's mm. probably had some yeah. hefty media training as yeah. well. But it will be mostly PR because she doesn't say shit about shit. She doesn't have no, any she fucking say opinions. Anything, except when she's anything. like, I think except... it's sexist to say. It. Do you remember how everyone lost their shit when um, she like whenever she released 1989 or whatever mm. it was called? Uh, I'm pretending I don't know. It was called 1989. <laughs> <laughs> it's an okay album. Yeah, yeah. I'll say. Um, because of the Max. No, not Mad Max. Max Martin. That's ableist. She said her sort of new image was the squad. I'm focusing on friendship. Isn't my new relationship? Mm. And she start. She used the word sexist in an interview to describe the coverage and the reviews of her work prior, which were because mm. the criticism of her being that she wrote too much about relationships mm. and stuff. And she was like, "You would never say that about a man." Like I think she was like <laughs> Nia or someone more current than that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber or whatever, like, most pop songs are about love and relationships, and she was like, you wouldn't say that to a guy, would you? And everyone was like, "Ah, oh my god, yes! Slay! Yeah, so she's very good at riding cultural waves, but she's not not alone. Most people, because it's easier and more convenient, they do engage with feminism through a personal... Lens. Subjective yeah, yeah. identity l- l- lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get like, um, I'm shaving my armpits. Or like, if one more fucking white girl shaves her head and writes a teary blog post about it, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill myself. So like, congratulations, you're in second year art school. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Blood I've had a mental Period. breakdown too, but I didn't go to the art school, so I just got, I just got a bob. <laughs> Period. Blood art. Period blood art, uh, shaven, unshaven armpits, glitter pits, dyeing your pubes. Ta- it's it's yeah, dyeing your pubes. <laughs> pubes, <laughs> pubes, having pubes. Yeah. Whether or not uh, we can't talk about easy yet, but there's we'll talk about this in the next in episode. It. Yeah, we'll talk more about some of these issues in the next I mean, episode. We'll probably come back to flaws in contemporary feminism. Oh, but, always, yeah. all day. But it does, it kind of leads, there's a piece about, which we'll also link to, I mm-hmm. suppose, yeah. about 
Um, we'll give you the reading material. That's a bibliography. <laughs> Which, no, it's, no, it's <laughs> but it was about how the terminology of breaking the silence and surrounding kind of the Me Too thing is important, but not enough. And the problem mm. isn't the problem isn't really that um, people don't know about the kind yeah. of problems facing minorities. The problem is that the people in power don't care. Uh, yeah. Which is a quote for the article, I think. Uh, yeah, it's um, being heard and having agency uh, are yeah. two very different things. And uh-huh. so it's like, you're hearing us, but then what, what are you doing what about, you it? about it? Yeah. What's anyone, what's people in power going to do yeah. about it? What are politicians going to do about it? I mean, it's not like it? people, it's not a new thing. Like, people have been talking about sexual assault for decades. Yeah. For centuries. Like, it's not... A new phenomenon. It's just having a little bit more traction. Yeah, it's just that people are finally acknowledging it, mm. and everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, men, men yes. are like men, men are like men." <laughs> um, but like now, I but mean, if you're so men are doing the you scam- know the white guy blinking gift. Oh yeah, or like the woman with the the maths yes. on top of <laughs> the her, algebra, like, Wait, yeah. but they're that meme. And then women are doing the guy with the question marks on either side yeah. of their face meme. And I'm, I'm doing Squidward. I'm doing Squidward. Um, that's a rundown of some memes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but basically, we've all been talking about it. And I think it's so naive to think that just because these things are kind of in the news and they're being reported and the Times Woman of the Year is Taylor Swift, that that means anything because just because we're all aware of it, what has changed politically, what has changed in terms of what happens next with the law, what happens next with how we prosecute or with how people are punished or with how communities like help each other or how mental health outreach reaches women who need it when they've been abused, like mm. none of these things have changed. And at changed. the moment, like who are the ones that are actually speaking out? Again, it's the ones who have power. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's like we said last week, things. like there's never going to be a like calling out in sort of Glasgow yeah. culture because mm. like I don't have power, like we don't have power. There's no sort of power play in which mm. anyone outside of our city or our scene will give a shit about these things. And so. We have to leave it up to, like, the Rose McGowans of the world who are super rich, have a platform, and already are going to be comfortable and able to do this without having too many ramifications. I mean, obviously, they still will have ramifications, but it's not a question of people no one will ever have heard of Rose McGowan again and she will just, like, drift off into obscurity. Whereas if you are in a small city or you're just a normal person, then you could uh, that could be the end of your career or the end of your relationships, friendships... End of your life. End of your life. <laughs> you know, think... you have to have a modicum of power to be in a position mm. to actually address these issues. And so by that point, you don't really need any changes because those changes aren't going to affect you. Like no. the changes are for the the people kind of on the ground, the women that are in abusive relationships or that are getting sexually mm. assaulted that need help, that aren't able to access medical help, mental help, community related stuff. Like there's yeah, there's no nothing out there that's changed for women. Um, I think the, 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 and again, another thing, a piece that we were reading this week, that it was about this mm. and about how the, 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 the almost pressure to name your abusers mm. is yeah. a really complicated issue. Yeah. And as always, um, in these cultural moments, these movements or whatever, the, 
the aperture through through which we discuss it is very narrow and Mm. it's not very complex it's already becoming like abusers and victims and that's it and Mm. and, and all men and all women and x y z no nuance um and what at this in this in this in this other piece that we'll link to um the author's talking about how her one of the people she to out someone is to then thrust them into the penal system into a criminal justice yeah. system that we know is also brutalizing and unfair and yeah. death deadly for a lot of men of color especially yeah. and that there it's too easy to go to have the kind of redemptive redemption narrative of mm-hmm. i went through abuse i vocalized it i broke the silence yeah. mm-hmm. and then everything was fine because what happens after that do they get criminal ramifications will they go to jail where they'll be enslaved if you're in america or or similar here are you gonna you know there is far more at play here because this is a systemic problem that's a problem with capital a problem with this is so much more than outing an abuser Mm. everyone tweeting their support for you and then moving on Mm. it's not really enough that these people lose their jobs i mean it's so much more complicated than we're allowed to discuss, essentially. And yeah. it is, um, it feels, there are moments where it feels exciting or whatever mm. for some people because, no, it's not new to women, but there is something about having people, ha- being able to, s- uh, people understanding the daily shite of your life yeah. that is a little affirming. But we all, in a few weeks, we're all going to start getting really depressed because people are starting to go, okay, what now? We're still in the revelations period where I think people are coming forward. um, um, There's the kind of shock and outrage, but you can't counsel everyone who's done this sort of thing. And the personal, if you are marginalised in any way or the people who have abused you are marginalised, you have Mm. a huge intersection of problems that you're mm-hmm. you have to deal with and like you said you don't if you don't have power you're just thrusting yeah. another pleb into yeah. a vicious criminal justice yeah. system that's I gonna mean, you know i don't trust that anything also is going to change politically no. in order to kind of address this or fix the um, problems did you see the time magazine cover of the year oh sorry <laughs> they, gave, they gave it to, <laughs> to us me all. yeah and i you. mean i guess the only uh thing that can really happen now is we need to organize yeah. as communities. Fucking have a revolution. Yeah, we basically need to have a little a little revolution on the go. I mean, men just have really just fuck this shit up. Like, take it, a seat, guys. It is going to take tried. a long old time to tidy up this mess. Mm. So thanks for that. Thanks for the tweets and all, but... No. <laughs> thanks for that Facebook post. Yeah, thanks for cheers. the tweets that you copied um, from us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks I for think... your copy-pasting and just... Tweaking one word on thesaurus.com. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all men. Uh, so we're um, going to move on, I think, to the kind of second section of the podcast that we like to do. A little bit of fluff, fluff at the fluff, end. A little bit of fluff. She's uh, things we're going to throw some connected. politics at you, yeah. throw some man hating at you and yeah. then we're gonna just talk about some shows yeah, girl sure. because well, like, it does we're link talking together, about Israel and now we can just talk about funny musical, shit musical <laughs> 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 do you like <laughs> 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 
Comedy's like philosophy, though, isn't it? But yeah. we joke. This Listen. is us just sort of living out our dreams of being on Gogglebox, but yeah. they won't let us because we're angry. Mm, and everyone on Gogglebox is just nice. They're just nice. We're not nice. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Switch off now if you're, well, if you're bored, but also if you don't want to. You don't want to. We're going to talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, currently, it's, it's halfway through season three. Episode six, is it? Episode six. Episode it's not coming back it's until after the new hiatus. year. So if it's before the first week of January that you're listening to this, then you can get all caught up. Caught up. Um, get confused. We have all watched up to season three, episode six. So we're going to do... Twice, we're going to go deep. Oh, on some shit. Nathaniel can go deep. Oh, <laughs> you fit fuck. <laughs> like so disapproves of the Nathaniel thing. Really? Not disapproves, but like doesn't agree. He's I think I think, I think he's that he's, he's definitely the most interesting potential partner. So he's far, actually, he's in the a good show. character. They've I think he's, given... he's got depth yeah, for a male well, character. They've, they've actually given him some depth. Yeah, they've, <laughs> they've given a yeah. fuck about um, actually making sure that he has like Straight pertinent backstory yeah. and some development. He's we're skipping ahead of ourselves. Like, yes, it is. Like, this is the show is actually linked to. It the, is definitely to these, linked to what we're talking big, about. Yeah, they also funny. have a weird pro-Israel. Uh, thing for like a brief second in the first the, series. I thought, wasn't that meant to be in a the, joke? I thought that was ironic. Like how they're I, liberals but they support Israel. I don't know because I feel like you I can't really make joke. jokes like that on TV in America because it's... That would have got passed down as a pra- standards mm. and practices because they would have pretended that it wasn't ironic. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing is they had to... I think if There's it was ironic... two Jewish... People, girl, women are having a rap battle. And they, yeah, and they, they say, say that they're, they're liberal, pro-Israel, progressive. But, and I think and blah, blah, blah. the the problem with it is, I, it was hard to tell if it was a joke, which kind of took me out of the moment. And I think, like you said, if they were going to get that well, past like American sort of TV standards, they would have to pretend that it wasn't a mm. joke. And so it was, it was too close to call, mm. and mm. it just made me uncomfortable. Well, mm. so to, to rewind a little bit uh, for context, um, not to silence you, girl. <laughs> no silence me because Wait, we need to actually it? talk about this show so before we go deep. It is linked to what we're talking about in terms of it's probably one of the only shows around now that is dealing in the sort of grey area intersections of a lot of the issues we've been discussing. Like, um, it 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 seems to refuse the arbitrary, uh, the sorry, the binary. Nope, not that either. (laughs) (laughs) The sort of the very uh, paint by numbers definition of feminism. It seems to be um, exploring the hypocrisies and the conflictions and stuff of um, the current society without being didactic. So it, to, it, in summary, it's sort of about, it's about a crazy ex-girlfriend. That's Basically. what it is, yeah. High-profile high New York lawyer, goes to Harvard in Yale or whatever, mm-hmm. um, bumps into I a boy. I was working hard in New York, Jasmine. Don't do the whole song. Okay. <laughs> that does sum it up. Um, she bumps into a boy, uh, an ex-boyfriend who she dated briefly at summer camp summer when they were like 16. Bumps into him. He seems very happy. He's moving back to West Covina, which is the other side of the country on the west coast of California. Where he grew up. Um, where he grew up and she decides on a whim to move <laughs> yeah. with, to move she, to... She just got a job offer. She ups and moves and basically follows her ex-boyfriend. She just got a job offer. Uh, to raise. be junior partner at this high profile law firm she's also rich as shit she's rich as shit she's super depressed but she's depressed um, 
Um, and she decides to move, get, take a small lawyer job yeah. at a little town, and essentially follows her ex boyfriend on a whim. Yeah, um, and across that's the country, of, and yeah, sort that's of, how it all starts. Yeah, the and that's show... how she meets all the sort of people that then become engaged in the storyline. Right, and that's where the show is based for mm-hmm. two and a half seasons. Yeah, and so the first season deals And there's deals lots of japes, with... let me tell you. Oh, oh girl. Oh, and, oh, it's a musical comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's about three but or four like, songs an episode. give us time with this, because... It's a hard sell. It's mm. This is not some, like, teen movie... What is that film? High School Musical? Mm-hmm. Shit. Like, it has nuance. It's dark as fuck. It's dark. Like, there's some fuck. really, like, sharp, witty elements to the and songwriting a, a and to the storyline on like it's parody and it makes references to a lot of things and it's just it's most of it is like satirizing yeah romantic comedies and musicals so yeah. because the whole show seems to be about what happens if you watch loads of rom-coms growing up i'm gonna sneeze <laughs> push your nose down push your nose down oh no but i want to <laughs> <laughs> I just oh. I ignored it. I, I willed it away. Just go into it. Um, um, yeah, so it's like, it seems to be, it's very much this generation of people. They grew up in the late 80s and 90s. And millennials. They, and they, yeah, and they... Older nanya. millennials. You grow up watching rom-coms and you get a certain idea of what love is and what romance is. And if you copy the gestures demonstrated in every rom-com ever then if you actually lived your life like that you'd have to sort of be mental, mentally able to do it she also happens Re- rebecca bunch is, a, is the titular character mm, and, and she, she has some tits oh, the titular she's, actually, she's actually not the titular character because she's not the show is not called rebecca bunch but <laughs> she is the craziest girlfriend i'm thinking of eponymous mm. Mm. <laughs> tit <laughs> Well, anyway, she's um, got great tits. She's got anxiety and depression. I don't know why, because she's got lovely tits. Yeah. <laughs> what you got to be anxious about? Snuggle yourself up in nails, you'll be fine. <laughs> Her tits are referenced a lot in the show. Yeah, yeah. huge. It's not just us. There's a song about it, about yeah. them. Yeah, it's called Heavy Boobs, I believe. Yes, it is. Um. Yeah, she's got pre-existing mental health. Should we spoil what her she gets? She gets so. What's interesting? One of the many things that's interesting about the show is that only in season three, the seasons are like twenty episodes long. For fuck's sake, mm. um, they they it moves sort of slowly in terms of it. So the first season, she moves to West Covina to follow this guy, but she's in denial for half of the show. She's mm. not. She's not with this guy. So she's following him. She's thinking of all of these like harebrained plans to she and all of her cohorts to kind of get him to break up with his girlfriend, he has a girlfriend, um, uh, to pay more attention to her and it kind of works mm. and they sort of get because together at the end of the, se- the first season and it's sort of this moment of like, you're, you're, you've, you've been taught by media that that's the moment where you go, ah, but you're sort of going, she's been gaslighting and lying to this yeah. person for months. Mm, she's mentally ill. She's fucked her. up. She's been tracking his phone. Yeah. She's been doing all of these like crazy, crazy mm, things, things um, in order to get his attention and it's worked. And so you sort of, they, they hook up and you're sort of like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's going to happen now. Yeah. And so the first season's about the pursual. So mm. it's about all of those tropes. What do you, what you need to do in movie standards 
standards yeah. to get someone to fall in love with you and how fucked up that kind of actually is if you actually mm. did it. And the second season's about them actually dating. <laughs> and obviously she can't handle dating the person that she's been... Yeah. This also, idea... He's, he's boring as hell. He's like, boring as hell. He's just he's, so... Yeah. That, I think that's yeah. the idea, isn't it? That she projects all of this onto he's him. also onto butters. Blank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> butters. But he is... He is Certainly blank. Mm, he is mm. a blank old slate. Like she can just project yeah, whatever she wants on him. His head is shaped like a slate too. <laughs> <laughs> Big slab of flat. He is, of, yeah, his he's head is blank. blank. He's, he's got like a little chode. <laughs> he is a chode. He's a little chode. It's like the the um, Glasgow the this the thistle. Clyde. Clyde the the Commonwealth. Commonwealth Clyde. Commonwealth Clyde. <laughs> That's a he deep does. cut for the non-Glasgow listeners. Google <laughs> Commonwealth Clyde. Have you seen the new seal one? What's that one called? Oh, it's oh, nice. I, the, the one seal with it legs. Has, it has, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not legs, it. but it wears trousers. No, it's on a bus. Ew. It's on a bus stop. A seal for? in trousers. It's on a bus stop. <laughs> a seal in trousers. You don't get bloody wet. I don't get involved. I'm wet. I the Legos. Got any legs? She's putting Legos. She's gonna trip over. Crazy ass girlfriend. Uh, yeah. So second season, um, the actual what happens when you you meet the person who is essentially just an a uh, blank slate on Twitch. You project your abandonment yeah. issues and your your nascent BPD. Yeah. And then the third season, uh, so they date. She also has get, a lot of childhood trauma. She does. She's oh, deeply yeah. deeply troubled. Mm. She's got an abusive mother and a and father who neglected abandoned her father. Ninth birthday, I think, and the third season, the one that we're in the middle of now, I think this is where it's getting really dicey. This is this yeah. is where I'm yeah. like, oh, I could like, recommend dark. this to yeah. people. There yeah. are still songs, but she. The um, problem is that you need to. I think a lot of people, you kind of d- describe the show to them, yeah. and like Jack is the same, where they're kind of like, oh, really? You can't get past the. Songs. But like, yeah. I, it's like yes, plus I need you to get two seasons deep mm. before you can then see like actually how interesting this is as a piece of television mm-hmm. that's going in about I mean, it's, mental it's health long. problems because I've never seen anything it's like it before yeah. but you do have to get there yeah, it's it's long. Such a, also I think it's like consistently well written yeah. it is well written, the mm. character development's pretty darn good and mm. people no, don't want to listen, to, like people are, don't want to watch a musical, that's the problem, mm. but it is actually well written there, is, there are things falling into place in the third season that have literally been laying yeah. so in the third season away, Josh yeah. jo- jilts her at the altar at the end of the second season and so the third season's all about like the revenge and the, the, tropes the revenge the, the revenge <laughs> the, the tropes they're examining are the sort of like f- the femme fatale kind of um, scorned woman tropes mm. um, but also this thing this, this this romantic investment that she's put all of her life into has, has f- crumbled mm-hmm. and she tries to kill herself yes and, and it, she gets diagnosed. Yeah, she then gets diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, yeah. which I have apparently. Um, but also, he was like also ADHD and soft bipolar. So I don't think he knew. <laughs> soft bipolar. Yeah, he said soft bipolar. I was like, mm. it doesn't feel very soft. <laughs> um, Jaffy up. Hard as rock. Um, <clears throat> but. What's interesting, having researched BPD a lot, whether or not it's a spurious diagnosis for young women too, because yeah. it's basically it's essentially hysteria. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of it's the least understood yeah. disorders anyway. It's like all the things. If you have a traumatic childhood and you combine that with the culture that we the, like, the hellhole culture mm, that we live yeah. in, you end up with eating disorders, mental uh, uh, substance abuse, self harm. Erratic behavior, yeah. relationship problems. Obviously, those I feel like those yeah. things, yeah. and it is a sort of cluster of symptoms that you could apply. Um, it's seventy five percent diagnosed to women, 
Um, often men who present with the same symptoms. The symptoms of BPD, I believe, are like impulsivity, emotional instability, like um, relationships that are very unstable, mm-hmm. abandonment issues that are very, very severe. Self-harm, depression, anxiety, anxiety along, substance yeah. abuse, eating disorders. Yeah. <laughs> Those, I mean, if you tick uh, it's like five a fruit salad. Mm. Yes. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> um, often people just grow out of it because, again, it's it's like being a oversensitive woman in this culture often yeah. is what it uh, it can be described as but when men present with those sorts of symptoms because that is a broad sort yeah, of range yeah. of symptoms um they often they'll get diagnosed with maybe schizoaffective oh, yeah. disorder personality disorders are trash maybe <laughs> that's another thing <laughs> i don't know if they're trash but i also they're hard to treat yeah. the point mm. being what was my point oh that i've done a lot of research about the um, am I talking too much about it? No, oh, no, no, no. Just that, just that. Yeah. You know more about it. Well, I just, I, I, it was strange to watch the episode. I cut you off, yeah. sorry. Um, mm. Because she did what I think everybody does when they get a diagnosis, which they don't understand. Yeah. Where you Google it, and I did, I spent a lot of last year Googling what this is. Still, I'm kind of up in the air about yeah. it. I told my aunts actually about it when I last saw them, and they were like, fuck! that no <laughs> what were they like no you, no you don't have it or... yeah they were like fuck off no oh, they were right. sort of like they were really angry they sort of as like an insult well i feel like they, you can... they just thought i was kind of there sensitive. are shades when it it's not like you know one person who has bpd is going to exhibit the same symptoms as somebody else who has bpd mm. um so there are various that uh, one of the yeah. shades in when it comes to BPD. Mm. Uh, one of the issues. Of, so I'll go back to the show. That when she gets her diagnosis, she's very excited because when you have when you know something's wrong with you mentally, but you don't know what, and then someone finally Tells gives you, you a label what, for it, yeah. you're equal parts terrified but it's and a relief relieved. As well, yeah. But you're also a bit indignant and confused. Well, you're not yeah. equal parts. You're just full of things. And so you Google it, and it comes up with a lot of you know creep fucked up stuff yeah uh it's like notoriously like erratic hard to date Date, yeah like um they're often portrayed as like kind of psycho and tony soprano's mom is like like, number of people yeah livia soprano in the soprano the Prony Soprano. I feel like um, she was just like a narcissist. She is I, having just watched The Sopranos. I think she's a narcissist. Great show, guys. Alzheimer's. Check it out. It's called The Soprano. <laughs> the In one of the therapy sessions, Melfi says um, that she thinks that his mom has BPD, and sort of goes into it a little bit. And they're bas- they're basically characterised as sort of nightmare women, yeah. women who go fly off the handle, really impulsive, really angry, prone to like rage fears. One of the things I find slightly it's been crazy. Its girlfriend has been portrayed if you know about if you do some research about the diagnosis and you realize throughout the whole season all the seasons all of the slight all of the the sort of horrible relationship she has with her Mm. own impulse control where she does something impulsive she crashes because it fails and then she does it all again yeah she does it all over again it's hard to watch it's Mm. exhausting Mm -hmm. to watch actually Mm -hmm. and when i watch it i get like kind of just this knot of anxiety like watching it going what are you fucking doing but it makes total sense for the character and for the illness to to cycle through the kinds of things that people that, that that typically I suppose this condition can like in, uh, invoke in people, yeah. but I will say I guess it's a drama and it needs to be dramatic, yeah. <laughs> but like I do I do I know it's been praised for its um, very similitude uh-huh. in terms of the illness, but. I do still find the the kind of constantly having huge um, like 
orchestral. Literally, it's a musical. Maybe that's what it is. It's a very she's a very dramatic person. Yeah. But the the framing of these sorts of illnesses as as, as of having these huge kind of public meltdowns, mm. having these huge schemes. A lot of it's very internal. Mm, 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 but um, you're not necessarily so grandiose yeah. about the yeah. whole kind of thing. And there is a bit of a like. Not everyone with these sorts of problems is like as um, histrionic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like makes it everybody's business. Mm-hmm. Is really always self-involved. Yeah, and that's one of the car- um, one of the criticisms that's always leveled at her is that she's incredibly self-involved. Yeah, and her friends tell her that. Yeah, mm. it's hard to watch her friendship with Paula, which, which is, is very unhealthy. Is a very unhealthy friendship. It is very but I'm glad that they address that because I remember watching, you know, the whole first season where it's like. The japes that they and and the, the, the like really involved yeah. and like blocking people's phones and stuff. Yeah, all of those weird uh, things that they do. And I remember watching the first season and being quite upset about it. Not upset, but just like thinking, is there any point during the show where they'll actually address how fucked up this is? Yeah. But they do. Yeah, they do quite. They a lot. do. So that's. But there's good. a lot of stuff about Paula's relate. Paula is um, Rebecca's. Best friend. Best friend who's sort of a mother figure. Yeah. And obviously a stand-in for the negligent mother that Rebecca actually has. Shout out, dear <laughs> <laughs> um, um, But sort of um, Paula needs the hijinks and the romantic obsession and narrative as much as to Rebecca f- does. To fill her own emptiness mm. with her own family. Yeah, because she, she hates her kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her kids do suck. Yeah. Word, yeah. word. <laughs> But yeah, it's an interesting exploration. It's an often derided and hard to sell show that is pretty. I think it will stand the test of time particularly well. So. We mostly cover the mental health stuff, but there's mm. so much to talk about in terms of like it's that. And some of the songs are actually really good. A lot of them are hit mm. and miss for me, um, but loads of them are really really funny. They're very clearly she because she writes the songs right, yeah, yeah. and she clearly knows a lot about genre. Because <laughs> it kind of, I, I think some of that won't have picked up on the, genre. the mic. Genre, because the show kind of lambasts every mm. every fucking genre yeah. out there. Mm. And some of them, well. the odd song is filler, but the odd song is killer. So <laughs> some of them are just so on the nose. One of my favorites is the the generalized about men one, where yeah. all of the the four women get together Gay and get really punch. drunk, <laughs> really great, and just start bitching at men. Uh, and there's a really great song. But it's also follows, a critique. And it's, of it, that. Yeah, it's yeah. a critique of it, but at the same same time, it's like relatable. <laughs> it's so relatable content. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the line about how. Sorry, no, I just really like that song. Yeah. <laughs> I showed Jacket Actually, the other night, and he was like, "Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that you would yeah. enjoy that so much." But there's a line about how it's almost as if that bitching about men is a ritual that women have to go yeah. through in order to return to the fucking kitchen. Yeah, to yeah. like survive to, in to that men. world, you have yeah. to all get together sometimes, get be shit-faced like, and be like, men are all just crap. Like, but not the gay ones. The gay ones are all just the ones yeah. who sing karaoke. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> uh, how much have we done? We probably can wrap up now. Bye. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's that's probably really good. I mean, yeah, watch, watch the show. Yeah, watch the show. Very good. I mean, I would recommend it, and I. I mean, a lot of people. We've already spoiled it for you, but I think you can probably watch okay. it from the start, having even heard these conversations. Maybe the spoilers would help, and cause... still enjoy it. Yeah, I think the spoilers would help because I think it's like, the where problem is, this is going. Yeah, yeah the problem yeah, is yeah. not knowing like, that there is me, like light at the end of that tunnel. When you told me that she was that she has a suicide attempt, like did I tell you that before you'd seen it? 
Yeah. Bitch, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. You were like, he didn't give me a chance. You were like, spoiler alert, she tries to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. Saying spoiler alert before waiting is like saying no offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like knocking <laughs> on the door and opening it straight away. Yeah. Which is what my mom <laughs> I did. I hate that. My mom does like, why not? <laughs> just, if you're going to come in, just come it's in. A, just like, I'm spoiling this now. Three, two, She's one, gonna go. Try and yeah. um, but I didn't, I, no, no, no. It wasn't a problem because it was, because um, I kind of, it's, it's, it's about the journey. It it's is. about how you get there. It is. And I think it was. There's only about three different kind of see it going that humans can tell each other. You can kind of see it going there because True. she's a volatile person. Yeah. And because they reference the first suicide attempt right at the beginning of the show. Very first episode. When she, they have yeah, they do. they do. Yeah, so. They do. And every time one of her schemes collapses, with the particularly bad ones, you get a lot of quite good self-loathing songs like You Stupid Bitch, that mm. one. Yeah. Um, but then you also get some like fun, sexy songs, like mm, the Sexy Get Ready song. But I, there was, there's been moments a couple of times uh, in early, before the suicide attempt that I was sort of like, she might fucking kill it. You know, when she looks yeah. fucked and she's, she goes, she, she doesn't try and kill herself, but she does fall into those depressive yeah. things. You know, there's like shots of her just like, that are too real. Yeah. She's like in a gross, the sexy French depression song yeah. where she's like, my bed smells like a tampon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, she, there's the scenes where she's just on the sofa and she just drinks a bottle of wine and passes out. Word. Yeah. Which I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that tonight. Mm. Yeah. Great. <sighs> um, so, give it a girl. Yes. I'm a, I'm a little girl that. Have a, a go. Girl. Would, recommend. Would recommend. It's very Would interesting. Recommend. There's a lot to unpack about it. We could probably talk about it. Yeah. And more. if you do watch it and you want to talk to us about it, Hit us let up, us know. give us a bell, girl. Hit us up, girl. Let's Be that do one know stink. where we are, which brings us. It's housekeeping. It's housekeeping. It's housekeeping. Housekeeping. Ding, ding, housekeeping. Uh, we've no got more quite... <laughs> Buffet shots at Jen. <laughs> We're gonna bring that one back again. Uh, we've got some exciting housekeeping. First of all, the Do usual. We? We're on Facebook and SoundCloud. Three Wait. in the pink. That's the word. Three in the pink. Do you, you think can... we should keep calling it that? Let us know. Yeah. Do you think that's too rude? Will it stick? We'll see. Tell uh, us. Tell us that it's too rude, and we'll tell you to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> We're always looking for an excuse to block people. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can get in touch with us there if you think there's anything that we should talk about. Uh, or any constructive criticism. We don't really want constructive criticism no, either, to be honest. Right. But <laughs> you know. Tell us some shit and I'll tell you to suck my dick. <laughs> Go try and suck your own dick. You yes. Uh, and after you've done that, we've got some good news. You can now get this podcast on. You ready for this? Mm. Stitcher. What? Castbox. What? Pocket cash and motherfucking iTunes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we could do some Simon Webby uh-huh. bits in between that. Uh huh. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Which also means that you can get this on the podcast app on iOS. So if you use. What about Castbox? Yeah, we're on Castbox. I'm on Castbox. I'm so sorry. I don't listen. <laughs> so I crucially, if you listen to us on any of these mediums and SoundCloud, it would be super helpful if you could give us a rating and a review. Hell. I'll give you a shout out if you do it. Hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll make a horrible, crass joke about your name if you do yes. it on the show. Yes, mm. because it would help us get a bit more traction with the show. We want to keep doing money. it and we're going to make that you. money. Uh, because we're on Good Train Patreon now. So we're we're in that direction. And you can give us a little toot toot yeah, on the iTunes app. Give me a couple of quid. I need to buy some hair conditioner. Well, you don't even have to just... <laughs> Just a rating and a review for now is fine. Oh. Uh, but we would really appreciate it. And do subscribe 
on there as well. And then you can get a little a little buzz buzz every time Check we've got some, some hot I content new, I for you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do moon cup. Yeah. Need to do moon cup. You can get a branded one at Monkey that says girls to the front. <laughs> Okay, do please do that. me. So hit us um, up. Yeah, hit we'll us up. See you. And we'll see you in a week. Bye. 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 I'm sexy. <laughs>